So I'm excited. I have a message. Um, I just felt like there's a theme for this ministry. Hallelujah. I believe the theme of this ministry is wholeness. Wholeness. Why wholeness? Because wholeness encompasses everything. It's your prayer life. It's your family life. It's your financial life. It's your health. It's everything. If we can get wholeness, if we aim towards wholeness, right? Shoot for the stars, you might hit the moon. It's almost impossible to be completely whole where there's nothing that's off, right? Can I hear amen? Obviously, Jesus is our righteousness. We know all of that already. But when you're aiming for wholeness, that means I want my family to be whole. I'm going to aim for it, right? I don't know if anybody plays the, the, does the archery. The more you shoot for the bullseye, right? You get closer, and eventually you're just, you get the bullseye. Hallelujah. We want to learn how to hit the bullseye. That's my that's that's my uh, my heart for the ministry that that we we want to uh, expand and multiply. We want to see people whole. You know what happens when you when people get whole is that there is word of mouth. They want to share it. Hallelujah. There's nothing like word of mouth. I could do Facebook ads all day, invite people here. But there's nothing like, man, I went to that church. I had all these problems. And, and with the help of the team and with the help of all the different ones, showing me how to hear God's voice, teaching me the principles of the Bible, I was able to transform my life. That person prayed for me and I got healed. Hallelujah. Come on. That's why that's why we get in a circle because it's not it's not just it's not about me doing it it's about us being equipped. It's right you see how they left and they prayed and and, and it's about uh, knowing each other in the spirit so that when we start walking together it's like the worship team. Now now that we're playing together they actually know where I'm going. I'm doing some weird chords and and Paul already knows he's like he, oh he's going here and and, and right, that's how a church should function. It's like, okay, like, okay, if you pray, go, da, 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 everybody knows what they're doing. Hallelujah. That's, I'm telling you guys. There's so many solutions for so many problems that Jesus has. He has every solution for every problem. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, anyways, I was, um, just the other day, I was at, at the gas station putting some gas in my car. And uh, I started, there's like a little coffee station there. So I started pour, you know, getting the coffee. And this guy comes right next to me and he's like, you know, one of those guys, right? He like gets the sugar and he's like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. he's like, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and then he's like, I like all kinds of colors in my life. I like white. I like red. 
And he's like, don't you like a little bit of color in your life? I, like, I could kind of think what he was talking about. And he's like, it makes me want to sin. Oh, really? Like, he actually said that. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Like, this is just this week. I didn't say anything. But it got me thinking, like, man, I've come a long way. Hallelujah. Yeah. I used to be kind of like that a little bit. Like, I used to be a little kind of going in that direction. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's give let's give Maria a hand of a like round of applause. She's woo, thank you Maria. That song, seriously? Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. And the words, did you hear the words and the notes? That that all came from her. That's pro. Can she keep playing? That was so good. Praise the Lord. Okay, so, so I don't know if you guys know Jim Rohn. Anybody know Jim Rohn? Oh, he's the best. Personal development. He's the best. He's my favorite one. Yeah, he's awesome, right? Actually, Jim Rohn is a believer, and he teaches people personal development. He teaches them how to how to look at things, different philosophies of life. And this is what Jim Rohn said. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Oh, wow. Hallelujah. The people you spend the most time with shape who you are. Yeah. Hallelujah. And that's, that's why, like, like, the reason why I shared that story is that I can imagine who that person was hanging out with. And the, the surrounding... what. His surrounding. And obviously, I know Jesus loves them. You know, I could love him too. But that doesn't mean I'm going to start a business with that guy. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why if you, like, church is about surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Coming and worshiping God together. Hallelujah. And what starts happening is that... You start, wow, like that's that's inspiring. Like I got inspired from that song. It makes me want to record, do more song. Like, like the way you prayed, like I, oh, I, I, I never prayed like that, right? And and you start walking, you start surrounding yourself with people that have morals, hallelujah, amen, and that that love God. Next thing you know, you're different, hallelujah. You can't do that by being alone at, at your house worshiping God. That's right. Doesn't work. That's why we come together. Amen. Praise the Lord. So your people that you hang out with actually help determine your conversation that dominate your attention. Right? Your standards. Your mannerism. What you focus on. Hallelujah. The more I think about it, I kind of like my little bubble. I like my Christian bubble. Hallelujah. It's good over here. It's good when someone else can pray for you. Hallelujah. It's good when someone can hear the voice of God and give you a prophetic word of destiny. Hallelujah. 
it's good when you're when you're having a hard time and and, and people they they've been taught that it's more blessed to give than to receive so they're gonna give they're Amen. gonna give up their time Amen. wow the bible is is so amazing and it teaches us so many good things so what i wanted us to uh to learn tonight uh even for myself is to understand the importance of community and how community plays a role a major role in our lives our friendships are so crucial. Hallelujah. Who we associate with and build with is essential to a better future and to find wholeness. Do you guys agree with that? Yep. Is that true? Who you, who you surround yourself with will, will change where you're going in the sense how you act, uh, what you focus on, Praise God. So we're on a journey of wholeness. Hallelujah. Who here wants wholeness? Wholeness. That is amazing. Now, we need to... Uh, the other thing is we need to examine our motives as well. Why we go to church. If we go to church to have a uh, to see a show, that doesn't really work, right? right? Or if we go to church to check it off our list, I feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit better. Check it off, right? <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to church because uh, I'm gonna find myself a a hot mama. <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean? Just, yeah, like a relationship or you're looking oh, for to hook right. up. Like that's, like if you chose, if you chose your church because of how many hot people are in it, you're in it for the wrong reason. How about hot, hot, coffee? Hot, hot coffee? Hot coffee. Hot coffee, yeah. <laughs> so how do we actually, uh, so I wanted to talk about what's important to us. Because I can only speak to, for us as the church, what's important, I believe, for this ministry. Uh, really quickly, praise the Lord. Okay, so this is what we're aiming for. Remember I was talking about the bow and arrow? Yeah. This is what we're aiming for. Number one, priority. We want the manifest presence of God. Who's with me with that? Amen. That's why when we started worshiping, if, if, if sometimes one person hurting can actually stop that from flowing. Because, when there's, because that means there's not unity. And, and it's awesome because we can actually find that unity. And for me, even as a worship leader, I don't want to stop the worship until God shows up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Right? Can I hear amen? Amen. I don't, I'm not, I'm not here for dry church. I need a drink. I am thirsty. So that's number one. So we're, that's what we're aiming for. And you know what? It sounds funny, but we can actually get better at it. I can't get better at it by myself. We need to be intentional together. Right? If, if I'm worshiping 
and, and half the people show up late and the other half is texting while we're worshiping, right? And then the other, like, someone else is, like, eating popcorn and... <laughs> I mean... There's nothing wrong with popcorn. But I'm just saying, together, if we all come together in agreement, and we're, okay, let's all come together and let's all focus on Jesus. Let's focus on the song. Let's sing. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. The, do you remember in the upper room what happened? They all went up there and they waited. How long did they wait? I don't even know. But they were up there waiting and they had when they were all in one accord. That means nobody was on Facebook while they were up there. <laughs> and then what happened? Like a mighty rushing wind, the Holy Spirit came in. And that's when evil forces leave. That's when darkness flees out of your life. That's those moments that I've actually experienced deep, I mean like deep healing. You can go to the doctor and they can maybe heal your bone. But at your innermost core, only Jesus could do that. Amen. Hallelujah. And that, that's why, you know, because we spend so much money, we spend so much time trying to fix ourselves. But really, Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah. Okay, so. Number two, what we're aiming for. Effective witnessing and harvest. What does that mean? That means when something, when God does something good for you, you go share it with someone else. Hallelujah. And we're going to, all these points here, what they do is that they position you for wholeness. If you're only focused on yourself, always got the microscope in your heart, trying to introspect what's wrong. Let, let me go look for bugs in here. Right? No, you gotta, you got to live outwards as well. Right? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You can't always be looking at yourself, evaluating everything you do. <laughs> I think I'm right. I know I'm right. That's right. right. Growth and maturity. Hallelujah. Age has nothing to do with maturity. <laughs> maturity is determined by your reactions to things. How you react. How you make decisions. What you hold on to. What you're grabbing on to. It's usually going to be either a mature decision, a mature reaction, or not. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm. You can be 70 years old and have reactions that are immature. Okay. So what my, my heart for all of us, and for me, is to mature. That means that someone gets on my nerves, I have the ability to control myself and do what Jesus would have me to do. Not what my ego wants me to do. Not what my anger wants me to do. Amen? What Jesus would want me to do. What does it say in the Bible? Do unto others what you would have them do to you. 
Hallelujah. Expression of gifts. Okay, we want people to be able to express their gift. Every person in here has a gift. Hallelujah. We want to make room for people to express their gifts. Hallelujah. That's a good thing, right? But see, that's why, but sometimes the maturity part has to come before the, the expression. Right? I think Pastor Denise uh, agrees with me on that one. I don't, they're not really in order of importance, but. Okay. Healing and wholeness. Healing. I want, I want you to be healed. I have a passion. I have a desire to see your life get better. If we can all have that in us, I want to spark that in you. I, I want you to spark that in me. Let's go for healing. There's, man, I, I need healing. Come on. I need healing. I just got my wisdom tooth taken out. And then I choose a dry socket. What's a dry socket? I don't even know, but it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> okay, number six. Researching and accurately understanding the Bible. Hallelujah. Not what someone else told me it means. Not what I think it means. Hallelujah. Not what they taught me here or there. Research it for yourself. That means we're always questioning what someone has told us before. Amen. Can I, if you, if you agree That's with that, fine. raise your hand really Amen. high. Yes. You don't accept everything that everybody says. Hallelujah. This is good because you know what this is actually. It's a. It opens up a discussion where it's okay if you don't believe this. I don't have to believe everything you believe. But let's talk about it. Let's try to figure out what the Bible actually says about this. Let's try to find out what it says about that. What does that do? That leaves room for individuality. Hallelujah. I cannot force you to believe what I believe. Yeah, right? And I don't want you I don't want to force you. I want you to understand it and believe it for yourself. Whatever I'm saying, whatever maybe sometimes I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, come talk to me. Right? Have you ever heard the pastor say that? <laughs> Ooh, dangerous. Community, family, and common purpose. Hallelujah. So we want to build community, common unity, togetherness, family. That means... Come over, let's have a lasagna. Hallelujah. Let's do life together. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's, I want to get to know your name. I want to pet your dog. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> if you got one. <laughs> Common purpose. That means we have a direction that we're going and we're trying to go there together. Hallelujah. Let's 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 all have families that love each other. Let's 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 all focus our attention together on that. 
Let's work together towards that. Common purpose. Hallelujah. Praise God. So why am I saying this? The reason why I'm actually talking about this is because when, when you come in through these doors, I want you to in intentionally be aware of this. Because when you're intentional about it, you're saying, God, these are different things. I'm just going to put it back. This is what we're aiming for. Maybe I forgot one. I don't know. I think most of it's there. We want the... Can you read it? Oh. Maybe I should put it white next time. Yeah. Hallelujah. I got my new remote. Praise God. <laughs> I had to lay hands on it. I had... <laughs> I had Matt working on it, and, and somehow he figures everything. In. Like, I don't know how he's got the anointing to fix any problem. Like, he put on this software on my computer that I spent like 10 hours trying to figure out, and he's like, I don't know how you did that, but you did it. Praise God. And we're going to look at that, how actually the body works together. Okay, expression of gifts. Come on. What's your gift? How can you express your gift? I'm sure Helen's got some gift. Yeah, you got, yes, got all kinds of, very uh, generous person. Hallelujah. Praise God. I can go around the room and just start naming them off. Hmm. Praise God. Okay. Okay, so let's look at this verse here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. It says this, now these are the gifts Christ gave the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and to build up the church. The church of Jesus is His bride. Jesus loves His church. Amen. Get that in you. Get that thought. How much he loves his church. It's his body. It's his it's his body. Like it's actually his body. Okay, and and, and listen to this. Those who actually say that there's no more apostles and prophets, I like maybe they haven't read that verse yet. Okay? Because let's read it. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge. And in, of God's sons that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full, complete standard of Christ. Are we there yet? No. What does that mean? There's still apostles. There's still prophets. Yep. It's not just the pastor. Uh, yes, preach it, preach it. <laughs> Break it. Hallelujah. We're not there yet. We're not fully mature like Christ. We Christ hasn't formed in the church yet completely. Right? There's still parts. So um I just love I like there's a lot of misconceptions about this. And I believe that what happens is that people get scared of things they don't understand. Like healing, for example. I can't explain healing with my mind and my professional thought patterns. So I'm just going to discount it. 
Do you know how many Christians, actually churches, don't believe that God still heals today? Hallelujah. That's sad. Because God, I mean, what do you mean? God can't heal anymore? <laughs> what? Come on. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm done with my rant here. <laughs> Just, we need we need God's that's why that's why I put that in there we need healing hallelujah if I could share some of the testimonies of what I've seen God, God do we don't understand how it all works sometimes he heals sometimes he doesn't we don't understand that that's not our job our job is to pray hallelujah okay so let's keep going because Praise the Lord. Okay, then we will no longer be immature like children. Hallelujah. <laughs> we won't be tossed and blown. See, see, that's what I was talking about, the maturity. We're not going to be tossed and blown uh, from left to right, every wind, new teaching. But we're going to actually understand the Bible. We're going to learn it for ourselves. We're going, to, we're going to have our own convictions that when we see fake, we know fake. Hallelujah. We're going to feel it. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Hallelujah. That's what I'm saying. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. Every part helps the other part grow. That's how we should do church. Not come and sit down and watch something and then go home. Not engage, not love each other, not uh, encourage one another. Every part has its own special work. I got my own, I got my own goods that I bring. I got some goodies. You don't want my goodies? Uh-uh. That's okay. All right. You want some of this? No? You want some of this? No? Show me your wisdom teeth. Pray for my wisdom. <laughs> I think my wisdom went with it. Bring it back. So the whole point of this is that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen. That's the that's the the, the goal. That everyone becomes healthy. Yes. Yes. I care if you don't feel healthy. I care. If you don't feel good today. I care if you're having a rough week. Can I come and give you a little boost? Come on. And it says every joint supplies. That means every joint, it means like my connection with Gigi supplies something to the whole body. My connection with Maria supplies something to the whole body. My connection with Marcello supplies something for other people. When we pray together, everybody else receives something. Hallelujah. 
When the tide goes up, the boats, all the boats go up. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's why I'm, 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 I'm believing for corporate breakthrough. There's such a thing. I do believe it. Amen. Remember what, I, what, I, what Jim Rohn said? You're the average of those you surround. So if I actually help your life, my averages just went up. If you're doing better, I'm doing better. Hallelujah. Woo. Love each other. Glory. So uh, one of the things that I really appreciate in here is, is uh, the thing with maturity and, and growing. And here is where the church gets it wrong, I believe. It's this part. Speaking the truth in love. See right there, verse 15? Speak the truth in love. Hallelujah. You can't have one without the other. A lot of times, what we do is we don't speak what's on our mind. Right? Anybody else d d does that? Everything was okay. I'm okay. I'm just going to be... I'm not going to say what's on my mind. What you did the other day got on my nerves. I don't like it. I'm not going to say anything. Right? But then we can also have this other part where we say everything that's on our mind, but there's not love behind it. Hallelujah? Come on. <laughs> we got to have love behind what we're saying. Love has a fragrance. It has a style. It looks like something. It feels like something. Truth without love. If I tell you that your baby is ugly, it might be true. Is that helpful? Oh. So truth isn't always helpful. Right? Man, you're really fat. That doesn't help. Dan, you got, like, you need to lose weight. I mean, that's not too bad. That's in love, right? Dan, maybe you should eat less donuts. Your, your one pack would go down a bit. Right? That's, that's different. <laughs> I think it's becoming a two-pack now. Yeah, just a little full. I shaved the hair right here just a little bit. A little bit there. Shh, shh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so you can... Sorry for the picture. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. I hope you can erase that out of your head. Just don't think about it. <laughs> okay, sorry. I think you can't really read that well, but... Okay, Romans chapter 12, verse 10. What does it say? In love of the brothers, be tenderly affectionate to one another. Outdo one another in showing honor. Hallelujah. Love each other 
with brotherly affection. I'm going to love you with brotherly affection. Brotherly affection, it's like, I'm, I, I love you like you're my brother. Like, how, think about your brother or your sister. Like, maybe not when you beat her up or, right? <laughs> or when you, you know, those moments where you're just like talking and you're just being real and it's your brother and you're showing brotherly love. Outdo one another. That means, you, you gave me flowers? I'm going to buy you a ring. You bought me dinner? I'm going to bring it to SeaWorld. I'm going to outdo you in honoring you. I'm going to love you, but I'm going to honor you more than everybody else honors you. Hallelujah. And then there's this level of honor that goes up. Woo. And that, my friends, attracts the Holy Spirit. Offense comes from dishonor, right? Our misinterpretation. The misinterpretation that you dishonored me. Sometimes it's not true, but... So, do you see what I'm saying? Honor has a tone, it has a flavor. Speaking truth in love with honor. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. So let's look at that real quick because this world has an honor system. What does honor mean? <clears throat> Adherence to what is right or to a conventional standard of conduct are otherwise well put together as common sense. Hallelujah. <laughs> Fulfill an obligation or keep an agreement. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. That's honor. Right? Regard with great respect. Admiration. I admire you. I admire what's good about you. Now, one of the things about honor that sometimes we forget is this thing called protocol. Protocol, following proper protocol when you do something, shows that you honor them. Amen. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. <laughs> protocol, that means that when I'm at the table eating dinner, I'm not shaving my head. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with shaving your head. But you don't do it at the dinner table. That's not the right protocol. <laughs> Following proper protocol for everything in your life shows honor to people around you. Hallelujah. That means when you're going to be late, you call the person. You say you're going to be there at a certain time, you're there at a certain time. Proper protocol says that if you're late, you call the person. Right? Anybody else here with me? Yes. And it's not to feel bad. It's not to, to bring condemnation. It's to, it's to heighten this level of love and of honor in the room. 
and of maturity. Following proper protocol sh shows maturity. Amen. Hallelujah. So, when we do something, every time we say something or we do something, we're actually stirring something up. Hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? So when you're in a business meeting and you say something, you're stirring up something in the room. You're stirring up something in that person. Hallelujah. So let's look at that real quick. Everyone came, uh, Exodus chapter 35 verse 21. Everyone came whose heart was stirred. And everyone whose spirit was willing... And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting. Hallelujah. So what happened? They're stirred up. When you're, when, when you're stirred up, that means usually there's an action that follows. There's something. Okay, so let's look real quick and I'm, I'm going to close uh, right around soon. Psalms chapter 39 verse 2. It says this. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good. That means sometimes it's okay to withhold goodness. There's timing for goodness too. Hallelujah. <laughs> There's timing to give a compliment. It's not all the time that... There's timing for... There's protocol. There's timing. Okay, so... What did it say? And my sorrow was stirred. That means I could stir up anxiety in you. Do you see what I'm saying? With, with how I act or what I do, I can stir up different things in different people. Hallelujah. So a healthy and mature body to protect love is aware of what is being stirred. Hallelujah. Praise. This is good. Hallelujah. So that's why when we worship, I'm trying to stir you up. That's why when I'm worshiping, I'm like, focus on Jesus. Get rid of those thoughts. I'm trying to stir you up to focus on Jesus because what happens is when everyone focuses on Jesus, bam, like a mighty rushing wind, the Holy Spirit comes. Yeah. And then what you cannot do with your physical self, what you cannot do with your mentality and your smarts and your wittiness, God comes. He's like, bullseye, right here. There's a blockage. There's something I want to deal with right here. He's like, and the river flows. When the river flows, I've had some river flow before. There's no drug, there's no nothing in this world that can compare to how good when the river flows, that feeling. I'm not exaggerating. Amen. If you can actually get yourself into that place where the river is flowing out of your belly, and you're, in, you're just focused on Jesus, I'm telling you guys, you are addicted. That's why I, I want to do 24-hour worship. Amen. 
right? That's, you see, the enemy, you know what sin is? Sin is a shortcut. That's what it is. Sin, so instead of working, I'm just going to steal something. I'm using a shortcut. I don't want to. I don't want to go through the work of, right? I don't want to deal with the consequence of what I did. So I'm going to lie. I'm going to take a shortcut. Hallelujah. You see, the enemy gives you drugs. That's a shortcut to feeling good. Hey, you don't have to live a holy life. You don't have to pray. You don't have to concentrate. You don't got to read your Bible. I can make you feel good. You just pop a pill and you feel good. That's a shortcut. But how many know that shortcuts don't help? It catches up to you eventually. And next thing you know, you're in a pig pen. Hallelujah. Depressed. Suicidal. Because it's... Anybody ever heard that song? It's a slow fade. It's a slow fade. When you give yourself away, it's a slow fade. You, you don't see it happening. It's one month goes down, you're going down. Two months, you're going down. Right? And eventually you're like, I don't have any teeth left. Like, do you, yeah. I, got, I got marks all over my arms. What happened to me? It didn't just happen in one day. It's a slow fade. I didn't want to deal with my stuff. I didn't want to go tell that person they offended me. I didn't want to deal with my marital problem. I didn't want to forgive. So what happens? Sure. Well, I'm just going to get drunk and forget all about that. I'm going to, I'm going to take a shortcut. Amen? <laughs> I'm preaching this to me because that's what I used to do. I take shortcuts every day. Oh, I feel good. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what happened is, next thing I know, everything in my life is a big mess, disaster. I owe four years of taxes. I Governments, like it's just, I did not take care of my business. Hallelujah. And it's a slow fade. And next thing you know, uh, you're in jail. How did I end up in jail? I don't even know. You, you did. Yeah. <laughs> So there's no such thing as triggers. But what I wanted to talk to you really quick as I close, because you guys are being awesome. Um, okay. So read this. I want you to read this. Okay. Luke chapter 1, verse 41. Okay, so Elizabeth is hanging out. And, and mother uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Virgin Mary, shows up at the sound of Mary's greeting. Elizabeth's child leapt inside. John the Baptist. Whoa. Hallelujah. So that's what I'm saying is, is, look, guys, we have that ability. 
The Spirit is in us. I have that ability to when I open my mouth, something inside of you actually leaps. The dream that's inside of you wakes up. By the sound of my voice, I'm, I'm actually activating something good inside of you. Just by my proximity to you, hallelujah, you're the average of the five people. When I'm around you, I feel excited to dream. I feel like Matt's been talking to me and like his faith is so big. It's like, yeah, I could take it too. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. I'm like, I don't know how you got so much faith, but my baby left. You see what I'm saying? Let's go. What kind of faith is that? I don't know, but I want some of that. Let's go. So that's that's uh, that's a healthy church will do that to one another. We're gonna show up. Let's do this. Okay, let's call up uh, Maria. Yeah, let's give Jesus a round of applause. He's worthy. Come on. Yeah, for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Excitement. Jesus. Actually. Uh, there's there's this actually when I when I was a pro skateboarder okay we would show up at a handrail I know people walk around and they see stairs and they don't look at the handrail but us skateboarders we look at the handrail because we jump up on the rail and then we grind down it on our skateboards and it's always if you go there by yourself it's so scary you don't want to do the handrail hallelujah but if I got a crew of three or four people, and it's all when, when I see Buddy jump on the handrail, and I see the other one go up on it, I'm going for it. Something awakened in me when I saw you fix your life. I want to fix my life. You just bought a new car. I want a new car. Hallelujah. You got your driver's license. I want my driver's license. Right? You want to write a song? I'm going to write a song. You see what happens? That's the body that the joint is the joint. The connection. The connection together is bringing energy. Hallelujah. So I'm going to challenge you guys tonight. Before I do that, we're going to go through this. Why is it important to aim for wholeness for your life with the help of your church community? Why is it important? To your personal, for your personal wholeness to engage with the body of Christ. Number one, it reveals dangerous blind spots. Have you ever tried to back up a 10-wheeler by yourself? That's why there's a guy going, come on, beep, beep. I can see blind spots that you can't see. I can see areas of your life, and I'm going to speak it in truth and love, right? But I can see things that maybe you don't see, and maybe let's try this, and maybe think about that. Hallelujah. It stirs up motivation. Like I was saying, the baby, it leaps together. We get motivated. It encourages accountability. Hallelujah. 
How are you doing with that? I, I'll hire a coach just to be accountable to that coach. Right, Denise? Yeah. I'll hire someone to be accountable to them. That's it. Just so I have someone that I'm accountable to. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with that. It teaches us commitment and to forgive. In a size like this of a group, there's going to be sins, there's going to be offense, there's going to be a hurt. But if you can in your mind say, I commit, I'm going to come to church regardless of my offense, regardless of what's wrong, regardless if I'm tired, it's actually teaching you commitment in your heart. And that will actually, uh, it's going to bleed into the other areas of your life. Hallelujah. It's a muscle. Commitment is a muscle. It is. Sometimes I don't feel like going. Sometimes church is in the morning. At 10 o'clock on Sunday. My only day off. I just want to sleep. I want Chinese food. <laughs> it gives us spiritual and emotional support. Hallelujah. Someone's having a rough time. We get around that person and we offer spiritual support, emotional support. It sharpens us up. Iron sharpening iron. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop putting all your effort and trying to cut the tree when the axe is dull. Sharpen the axe. Hallelujah. <coughs> hey, what do you think? I tried, I, I made a cell like this. What do you think? Uh, I think if you just change this one part of your sales pitch, you'd actually sell more. Yes. Hallelujah. How about praying like this? Maybe you should cast that thing out first before you pray for healing. Oh, I never thought of that. Okay, let's do that. Sharpening. Come on. It teaches us to serve. What did Jesus do? God of the universe, God Almighty that put the stars in the sky, came on earth and washed dirty, stinky feet. Are we willing to wash each other's feet? We've got a little bit of dirt on here. Can I wash your feet? Your walk here is a little bit can I, can I wash your feet? No? Okay, that's okay. I, don't, I won't wash it. Can I wash your feet? Yes, okay. 